Yo, yo, welcome to Uncultured Bias. My name is Kamara Williams. I'm your host. Under so we say that culture is a matter of perspective and opinion. Yo, we're going to do something a little different this week. Um, it's the NBA podcast. And I know last week was a little, um, was fun. It was a fun podcast. We did something about Palestine. And I hope if you guys enjoy that, if you haven't listened to it, please check it out. But um, I wanted to, you know, switch it up and do something a little light uh, this week and just have fun um, because there was a lot of crazy that. Stuff that happened, and one of them uh, dealing with Kwame Brown, and it was it was a number of things he did, man. I mean, he, I guess he was talking about how people were addressing him the last twenty years, and he was then you know stated about things regarding um, you know uh, Biden and the Democrats, and um, it just was a lot. Then he attached uh, attacked uh, Charlemagne, and we couldn't really talk about just that in, in itself. But I really wanted to. Um, just focus on how that, like the larger conversation regarding black celebrity in the public space and how it, it really just takes a hold of people's attention span um, and how he can go from literally somebody who changed his, his whole conversation with him in the last 20 years into like in like one week. And now everybody's like team Kwame. And I just think that's a fascinating transition. So um, before we get into all that, I just wanted to uh, give a shout out to those who are continually uh, supporting the show, um, subscribing uh, to the show, and sharing with your friends. If you're on Apple, please continue to rate the podcast. Uh, we try to do something different each and every week. Um, if you are, you know, both on Apple and Spotify, uh, please share it with your friends if you've done so. I really do appreciate it. And, you know, just continue to support, man. I really do. Uh, I went to an event this past weekend and. I was humbled by a lot of people that came up to me and said, man, I really enjoy your podcast. And just, it's, that was, um, that was humbling. And I, I really did appreciate the support and hearing stuff like that. Um, especially when you don't know, you never know if the engagement, um, portion of it is real. And when you see that in real, real form, it, it means a lot. So, uh, shout out to our sponsors, our compass tax advisors. Uh, it was, it's technically still taxis. I mean, although tax season ended on the 18th, um, you could still take care of that. Uh, contact them at 850-273-7193 at mycompasstax.com. And, you know, uh, tell them that you got your word from Uncultured Bias Podcast. Uh, of course, you know, I want to give a shout out to Keystone uh, Real Estate, Global Real Estate. If you want to contact them at www.keystoneglobalrealestate.com at 407-680-8510. And, of course, you're, if you need to uh, reach us, at the law firm at uh, Smith and Williams Trial Group is 888-SWTG-LAW. All right, so we got all that out the way. And Rob, you here with what's me? What's up, you? Yo, what's up, bro? Yo, yo. It's a little, fa- little, little, little static, man. Oh, really? I don't know. That's wild. You good? Yeah, I'm right. good. I can hear you good. All right, so yo, man. Uh, Everybody, you already know who it is, Rob. Foster, what's up, people? Do you want to glad do, to be back? Yeah, you you want to want me to introduce you properly, or you just you straight? <laughs> no, <laughs> I treat I, I take you for granted, man. I don't think the people want you to introduce me properly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm taking you for granted, Robert. I don't, you know, I'll be like, as soon as it's gonna be like, man, it's just dude, dude. Yo, what what do you want, man? What's up? It's not even right, gonna right. be right. It's not even gonna. I'm not even gonna say your name anymore. I'm like, yeah, you ready? <laughs> yeah, you ready, bro? Yeah, yeah, you ready, man? All right, let's get this. Let's get to it. Uh, Cue the music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Yo, what do you think about Kwame, man? Let's start. Let's this because I have I have <laughs> thoughts, bro. I have tons. Kwame, of, I have tons of thoughts. Kwame wants all the smoke, and I, I'm speechless. This came out of nowhere this week. How he became trending after 20 years of obscurity, go figure. But here we are on the Kwame Brown uh, insult tour, and any and everybody can get it. So put your, keep your name out his mouth. Keep keep his name out your mouth. Keep his name out your mouth because Kwame is serving up bars, <laughs> bars on top of bars. Um, man, I, I, it's it's been a, it's been a ride. It's been quite a ride. You know, I what I would say about Kwame, I think, was the fascinating thing was in I think the day before he everything popped off, he only had like three thousand. Uh, Instagram followers. Yep. You know, and I, you know, I don't even know what his Instagram followers are right now. Let's look it up. I, he I, is up to a hundred and thirty-five thousand Instagram followers now. He didn't jumped up. This is the society we live in. He didn't jumped up a hundred and thirty-three thousand followers. Hundred and thirty-three thousand in one week because he wanted to spit. Some lyrical venom at any and everybody that he could and post all across social media. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be honest. Okay. What year was it was the last time you heard Kwame Brown or even heard his name? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Cause he, how long? When did he retire? He retired in 2012. Oh, he's been retired for a while then. He's been yep. retired for a while. Yep. It's been, it's, he really retired to that? Really? 2012. He retired with Philadelphia playing 12 minutes a game and averaging a whopping two points and three rebounds and per cool. contest. And, you know, and then he sidled himself out the league and, you know, 12 years in the league, though. I mean, 12 for- years in the league. 12 years in the league, career averages of. 6.6 points and 5.5 rebounds and averaged 22 minutes a game throughout his 12-year career. This is a former number one draft pick of my Washington Wizards. Mm. You know Kwame yes. well. You know him well. I know him well. <laughs> I know him well. What so. For those that don't know, so for those that only know the social media star, Kwame Brown, let me educate you about the basketball player a little bit. Yeah. Quick background history. Uh, Class of 2001. Yeah. One of the first classes for Michael Jordan as an executive for the Washington Wizards. Yeah, this is his first time um, drafting. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. This was Michael Jordan's first time drafting as a executive with the wizards right and they had the number one pick in the draft and they chose kwame brown right to be the number one pick in the draft right and fresh out of high school he came at 18 years old fresh out of high school now the makeup of this team was led by a bunch of veteran old school or old school ballers okay um gilbert arenas yeah. anton jameson 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse mm-hmm. was actually on that team. So for those that are NBA fans know that these are guys that put up buckets. Guys think, that put up buckets. I think my guy LaRon Prophet is on there as well. I believe LaRon Prophet was he may have been on that squad. He yeah. may have been on that squad coming off the bench. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um and so let's just say that things did not get off to a good start for Kwame in Washington Mm -hmm. Um, did not live up to the hype based on the numbers. You just heard me read off to you Mm -hmm. the career numbers Um, at his peak in his third year, he averaged 11 points and seven rebounds. That was the best that he did in his NBA career. Mm -hmm. 11.7 rebounds in 2003. Did he ever, Um, I feel like he's shown a habit of flashes here and there. He did. He did because he actually went from Washington after four years in Washington. He went to the Lakers and came off the bench for the Lakers. And he was a decent role player coming off the bench for three years. Um, But then it was pretty much downhill from there. They they used him as a trade for Marcus or Parker's all. Yes, correct. Because he got traded to Memphis. You are correct. Yeah. And then from he stayed, he was only in Memphis for one year and played 15 games, mm-hmm. then went to Detroit, was in Detroit for two years, then went, to, got shipped to Charlotte, yeah. Charlotte for one year, Golden yeah. State for yeah. one year, yeah. and then Philly for one year. So in a 12 year career, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams in a 12 year career. Yeah. But hey, the man made over $60 million in his career. Million, 65, some say $64, $65 million. $64, $65 million. Hey, that's more than I've ever seen. Right. It's more than 99.99% of the world will see. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yes, for NBA standards to be a number one draft pick, he has been labeled as a quote-unquote bust. But for... <clears throat> Real, real people standards. He made it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, let's see, just keep it even a buck, though, right? Like for his, I guess for his draft status, he didn't he didn't turn pan out the way he was supposed to, right? As far as right. career wise, but twelve years in a field in a high paying field is, and anything is a success story, especially when you consider how hard it is to get to a that that level you know what i mean how like few people how few right. how many few people actually make it on right. an nba roster right he was on the nba roster for 12 years right right and you know let's just be frank michael jordan ain't exactly the best mentor no you know no. gilbert arenas ain't exactly the best mentor <laughs> you know what i mean like was i think was uh was larry hughes on that team Larry Hughes might have been on that team too. Yeah. Larry he Hughes might have been on Larry that Hughes team ain't too. exactly the best mentor. Nope. Nope. <laughs> and so it was a situation where if you um in Washington you had a bunch of veteran guys that were out for themselves. Yeah. And they weren't trying to train up some 18-year-old kid. If anything, they were like, You gotta earn your own keep. We ain't giving you shit. Especially when you're number one pick and you're from the country. Like it's like they don't have nothing to relate to you. Nothing. They were Nothing. Like, Charleston, no. Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah. Kwame Brown from Charleston, South Carolina. They got nothing to relate to you. And basically, so 
this all started with the um all the smoke with all the smoke podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah, all the smoke podcast with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. Yeah. Um they were just clowning. And yeah, for if you don't know Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, they don't hold their tongue. They 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 let you have it. And so on this particular episode, they had Gilbert Arenas as the guest on this episode. And so Gilbert being Gil, who is notoriously just says what he feels and speaks his mind and speaks whatever comes to it. He just let it all. He just let all the secrets out and just said, yo, Kwame wasn't ready. MJ challenged him and he and he was a fish out of water. And he just couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle it. And yeah, basically, Gilbert, in his own way, quantified, yeah, the dude is a bus. Now, he, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is, it seems like that's like, all right, that was the typical conversation surrounding Kwame for like the last 20 years. Correct. What the hell happened this week that made Kwame be like, it's enough like, is enough. Like he is like, it's almost like Kwame got like Wi-Fi, and then he Googled himself. <laughs> and he was like, the fuck they've been saying about me? <laughs> this, what, what was it about this pot that made him just say, like, that made him go over the edge? Like, I don't know. I don't know, I don't but know. he said, he said. You will not use my name in vain ever again. Mm. I am coming for blood, and anybody that gets in my way will get it too. So Stephen A. Smith, you can get it too. Charlemagne, Jamil Hill, um, so <laughs> any and everybody. So we, we can, let's can talk. Let's it. let's talk about this, right? Let's let's literally let's peel this back, right? Uh huh. Um. I know we joked about we don't know why what sparked it off. But I think for any human, when you've been the butt of jokes for so long, like it's hard to keep that like it's hard to keep it keep it funky with people like, you know, I'm cool with it. You know what I mean? Especially when you have pride. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's like, all right, listen, man, I've been I understand in the league when in my job I was I wasn't respected the way I should have been respected, right? I thought, you know, I mean, because I didn't put out. It's a stars league, and I didn't, I didn't become a star. But I'm like literally just minding my business. I've been mm-hmm. retired for nine years, man. You know, and to bring me up for your, you know, what I'm saying so you can get some clout. You know, and I think for most people, I, I think that's a very human moment, and why I think a lot of people related to him. I think a lot of people felt like. Yeah. You know what? I get it because we're not always, you know, how many of us are always in the in crowd? How how many of us, you know, understand being, you know, at some level, you know, um, that's my daughter in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How many how many of us are actually uh, uh, can understand the concept of being, you know, not treated fairly? You know what I mean? And I think for a lot of people, you know, they looked at they looked at Kwame and be like, Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. You know? We all we all have a breaking point. 
And you can only suppress so many emotions for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I compare this to like being, you know, in a marriage even mm. where you just bite your tongue and you just say, eh, it's not worth it. I'm not going to say anything. Mm. And you just push it down and you just push it deeper and deeper yeah. inside you until in what I've learned and I've done this in my own life yeah. where you just say, you know, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I don't need to say anything, but all you're doing is just, it's like a, a inner volcano. Yeah. You're just adding fuel to the fire of that volcano yeah. until finally something happens. It could be something very small. It could be something big, but something happens that finally makes that volcano erupt. Yeah. And it'd be, and it'd be it something does, stupid. It'd be something stupid, too. It'd be like, it would, yeah, it'd be like, yeah. you want some chicken? I am tired of eating fucking chicken. God, <laughs> <damn it. laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want your chicken, right. your fried right. chicken, no goddamn all. Right. You know, it'd be like, it had nothing to do with nothing. It'd be like, you know, you want some juice? Every time I'm in this house, you give me some damn juice. I want some water, damn it. <laughs> Trying to kill me early. <laughs> oh, trying to run my That's blood real. sugar. It's real. Like you just you just suppress those emotions for so long, but when in by doing so, it just it just erupts in a very toxic and very oh just just demonstrative form yeah. that you had you may have not had the intentions for it to come out like that, but. That's what happens when you hold it in. And Kwame said, I've been look, man. Yeah. Enough is enough. Yeah. Uh, here we go. I'm, I'm look, y'all go, y'all about to get all of this fire right now. I'm spinning the block. And <laughs> I've been Googling, I've been Googling my name. I don't like what's been said about me. <laughs> he had receipts. Kwame been holding receipts for the past nine t- 20 years. Yeah, man. Listen, he said, listen. I'm telling you, he just got Wi-Fi this week. Kwame being in the country, you know, smoking tobacco, hunting, and then somebody said, "Man, you heard this thing called? You seen this thing called like uh, YouTube?" He's like, "What's a what's a YouTube?" He said, "You don't know what YouTube is, Kwame?" He said, "Man, I don't know what no damn YouTube, bro." He said, "Man, you should check out YouTube, man. I they were talking about who talking about me? That's what that's that. Oh, what they on a podcast. What's a podcast? What's a podcast?" <laughs> What, what what's all this fandangled language you talking about? Man, let me let me see if I get my internet router. A router, internet router, bro. You don't even got you, you don't got Wi Fi. What's a Wi Fi? <laughs> I'm on that dial up. I'm on that dial up. You know what I'm saying? I, I got a computer room. You know. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, after he done after he done discovered Google. <laughs> and say wait, he said, like, wait a minute. What? What? Yo, my name? No, no, and you know what? You know what really happened What's is that? that that one homeboy he called up the homie and he was like, "Bruh, show me how to hit record." Show me how to hit record. That's exactly what he did. You know, that's exactly what he did. You know, and the homie came by, said, "Hey, man." All you got to do is select this on Instagram and hold your finger right here and don't let go. Yo. yo. It just, it just, it just talk. 
and just say whatever the hell you want to say. Just say whatever the he, hell you yeah. want to say. You know, <laughs> I just, you know what? It just, you know what it reminds me of? Hold up, I'm gonna say this. Is what it reminds me of? Let me go. I'm gonna bring you back, Rob. You ready? Okay. Only these people know about the deed is us right here. Snoop, no shit. What about your young and Michael? Maybe it was him ran his mouth. You got picked up, right? Uh, I did that thing for him. Why are we talking about putting stuff in? You been tested on the streets? Maybe you act different in them rooms downtown? Boy, you been throwing up all kind of back talk about shit. Buck wild about this and that. Like what? Crying about how Junebug and his people got lit up. Crying about how Omar in the street running his mouth, calling for you to step too. Omar say what? Nothing. Omar tried calling you out by name, but shit, it wasn't nothing. What say about me? Nothing, man. Just talking shit. Use my name. In the street? Talk, motherfucker. He just, you know, say that you need to step two in that. I don't know. He just running his mouth so. You call me a punk? It was bullshit, man. You ain't need that on your mind. What the fuck you know about what I need on my mind, motherfucker? My name was on the street? And we bounce from this shit here, they're gonna go down in them corners, let them people know. Word did not get back to me. Let them know Marlo stepped to any motherfucker, Omar, Barksdale, whoever. My name is my name. My name is my name. <laughs> my name is my name. Listen. <laughs> you remember that? You remember that scene? It took you a minute. I can tell you. Okay. Classic. Yeah. Classic. I feel like that's exactly how it went down. I feel like he was like, what they, what they saying about me? Hey man, it is friends. Man, they ain't talking. This is, you know, number one pick. No, 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 no. What are they saying about me? What you what you mean? <laughs> and then his friend was like, man, just just hunt, man. You don't need to worry about what you mean. I don't need to worry about what you mean. I don't need to worry about my name. That's exactly what Kwame. That's exactly how it went. That's down. exactly how Kwame, um, uh, you know, received the information. So, I what I felt like though, in, in truth. I felt like Kwame looked at the situation like, all right, I don't understand how why I'm relevant to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if we don't have a relationship, why am I relevant to you? Why my name in your mouth? Right. You know what I mean? Think about it. Like, if you don't... That's like you're, you talking about your ex-girlfriend from 12 years ago. And then getting on getting on Facebook like, man, I remember, you know, this girl and then tagging her on the post. In her <laughs> mind, she's going to be like, I mean, why are you still talking about you me? You still on that? You still on that? Yeah. Like, what did you, what do you, oh, we're telling stories now. Oh, it's story oh. time. Oh, okay. Story time. Great. I got stories too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's. I saw that's the the equivalent of it, right? It was like he that you know, really is. That's a great analogy. Yeah, that's a great analogy. You know what I mean? Like it was like, oh, we telling stories. Okay, well, I have I have a story to tell, and it ain't no fun when a rapper got the gun. You know, so you know, I felt like um, Kwame he 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 went from three thousand to one hundred thirty five thousand in one week. And I think it was because people were not on it, people like mess. Oh yeah, yeah. People like mess. Yeah, let's, exactly. let's talk about it. You people know love I mean? the drama. People love we drama. all people love the drama. 
And now it got, I mean, it got to a point where what is he going to say next? Mm -hmm. This guy is on the roll. Right. What is he going to say next? I need to follow. I need to hit follow and just enjoy the, enjoy the drama. I mean, cause the reality is social media is what TV sitcoms used to be. Ooh. Mm, that's interesting. Think about that. Social media is what TV sitcoms used to be back in the day. Yeah. You crowded around the TV yeah. on Thursday nights or Friday at night. 9 p.m. TGIF. Yep. TGIF. TGIF. Also, yeah. you would crowd around to watch Family Matters on TGIF. Yeah. You watch Martin and Living Single on Fox Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Yeah. And now social media, who whatever the hot topic is. Yeah. You, you hit that like button and you hit that follow button and you sit back, get the popcorn and you enjoy the show. Yeah. And you, and it helps you with the engagement, right? Because then everybody's talking about it. And so to me, you'd be like, I want to know, I want to know what yep. you're talking about. That is a, that is a very astute analysis. Yeah. It is, it is yep. like television because you want to be understanding of pop culture references and you know, social media you know, unfortunately, it is a pop cultural reference point for a lot of people. It's like, oh, this is what's going on. This was trending. Kwame was trending worldwide. Yep. Number one mm-hmm. pick. I mean, former number one pick trending worldwide, you know, 20 years after he was a pick. And so go ahead. I would. I'm curious to see, has there been data in analysis of how many people actually still watch the news? Versus how many people solely get their news from social media? So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it a buck fifty with you. I on Twitter, I'm a ghost follower on Twitter. I don't have a mm-hmm. large Twitter following. Um, you know, I I primarily on Twitter. Um, I follow a lot of political journalists and um, ec- you know, economists and some pop culture stuff but uh, generally speaking my stuff is like really politically and socially based some so like you know whatever um some media personalities in pop culture or whatnot but that's i would say it's about 70 30 you know right 70 30 so i was i was hanging out with a friend um on friday night and you know we were just talking about twitter and uh she's actually gonna be on the podcast in the in future um so shout out to Andrea. And um, we were just talking about this whole Kwame thing and the fascinating thing about it. And I, and I showed her my Twitter feed. And we were just comparing Twitter feeds, right? And Or excuse me, trending. My trending mm-hmm. was a lot different than hers. I mean, that mm-hmm. night. Because my stuff is so curated to my interest. Right? Yep. But yep. the unique thing about it is we both talked about how, like, how our... Because her stuff is more sports related, you know, uh-huh. um, because of the field she's in. And, you know, just at dinner, we're just talking about it. And then um, we but we both said, oddly enough, Kwame was number one on both our Twitter feeds. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what he was a true trending one, number one in the world, true trending, trending topic. And I just thought that was really that's really fascinating because it what it did is it brought people in from different sectors who normally have different Twitter feed. Cause when at the, t- at the dinner table, 
our tr- my training number one was different than her training number one, which is right. which is weird. But at that one counterpoint during the week, you know, the Kwame was both number one for us. But I, I think that's really smart for what you just said, you know, uh, regarding um, it is the equivalent of television. And for news, I know how we got into it. So for news, yes, I do get a large section of my news from Twitter. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And it's it's the dreaded A word. It's the algorithm. Yeah. The dreaded algorithm. And you're right. We can be, here we are, two African-American males, mm-hmm. same fraternity, similar backgrounds, um, hang around similar circles, but we can have two completely different algorithms based on what we consume on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, So where yours may be, you said 70, 30 news and political. Mine's is flipped. So mine's is probably 70% sports and 30% news and political. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's how my algorithm has been developed. Mm-hmm. But I promise you, if if I was in that room with you and that that young lady, I would have seen Kwame trending number one. So I think you hit a key word. It was a true trending, trending number one where across the board, yo, everybody is following and trying to figure out what is going on. It was the hit show of the week. It was the hit show of the week. Yep. Um. So, the reason I, cho- I Twitter, is, I go to Twitter, and I always talk about this. Not so much Facebook. I don't really get, I don't get any news from Facebook, I, no. ironically no. speaking. But what I love about Twitter, outside of the news shows, is that the talking heads are not in the way. So, a lot mm. of these journalists, although they, there's bias within even the writing, right? But you get, I feel like you can cut through a lot more fat on Twitter mm-hmm. than you can on cable news and get to the substance, get to the, get substance. To the true like, substance. Like what is the real I, issue? I agree. Yeah. What is the real issue? And then you can get, and if you keep searching down in the Twitter hole, I, again, I love Twitter. You can get all the information you need regarding a particular subject, you know, it, go you, ahead. and you find, I think you're, I absolutely agree because you find in on Twitter, especially if you find certain people to follow mm-hmm. that, you know, have a uh, unbiased opinion mm-hmm. and you know, okay, what this person's saying, they spit facts. Right. They, they focus on facts. Right. They don't focus just on their personal opinion. Mm-hmm. There are certain people that just focus on their personal opinion. That's you, like you said, you see more of that on Facebook mm-hmm. and everything. Um, and you'll find a lot of that on Twitter, but you can find a lot of people that just focus in on facts mm-hmm. on Twitter and just kind of let the comment section ride and just, you know, let the let the talking heads go wild in the comment section. But the main individual usually says, hey, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. Take take it how you will. Right. Take it how you. Yeah. And I, what I do also love about it, too. The engagement from people following the comments, you know, because yeah. generally speaking, you can see other people adding on to the conversation. You'd be like, oh, what about this? And then, then, you, then you go down another rabbit hole of information. So <clears throat> I love it. But pivoting back to what but, you're saying, go ahead. Yeah, that that actually takes us back, takes me back to a great point. Um, going back to Kwame. So now 
in this one week span, he's kind of changed the narrative for himself. So you find a lot, he's found within that 133,000 additional followers on, on Instagram and however many more on Twitter and everything, he now has a new narrative that he has a group of people that are riding for him mm-hmm. that are taking his side that may have thought him of him as nothing more than just a number one pick that didn't make it. They're like, you know what? No, I feel for this dude. Like he he's making good points. He's, you know, and he, it seems like he's just a genuine down to earth kind of guy. That's just tired of the bullshit from, from media and, and his peers. So, and so, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take it one step further. Mm-hmm. So we look at NBA players, or just I mean sports stars in general, but let's just say just focus on NBA, right? And they're almost out of worldly because they're taller than us, you know, they're faster yep. than us, they're stronger than they're like they're not real. I mean, they're human, they're real humans. Don't get me wrong, but it's like they're like almost like these super beings. And so for a lot of people, it's hard to really relate to them. And right. So then you have somebody like Gilbert Arenas is not relatable to a lot of people. Mm-mm. You know, you like listening to him talk because he just he has funny things to say, but he's not relatable. Um, you know, Matt Barnes is not relatable in some of the things. I mean, you understand where they're coming from, but the relation por- portion, I think what really got one of the, the key points for Kwame is that his relatability to a lot of people here. He is the guy, yeah. he's a country guy. He's sitting in the car, you know, he's not really saying things that are like p- polished. Right. And right. he's, he's bringing a level of authenticity to people that are like, I like what he's saying. And in, in, in his videos, it appears he's living a very modest right. lifestyle. Right. Right, yeah, you know, what I mean, it's, yep. it's not a lot of fluff around him, and I think there therein lies the appeal of what's happening, right? So people are driving towards him because they're like, "Oh, he's saying what he's saying is 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 real," you know. And I've noticed the conjecture has changed surrounding his content, um, because now he's like, "I'm gonna speak on any and everything," yeah, you know, because now yeah. I have this platform I didn't have seven days ago. You know? Right. And so then, right. you know, he started talking about, you know, like, I mean, I think two days ago he started talking about like Biden and and, and um and the Democrats. Democrat. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I mean, and it was like, you know, I yeah, I, I'm going to play a little portion of it. And you can t- let me. Yeah. You know, so I'll play a little bit of it. I don't know. Motherfuckers crazy. Can't talk, can't talk one policy, can't say one thing. I, hey, look here. I said a long time ago, I got people calling my phone all the time. I got, I don't know how the hell all these people get my number, the Democrat registry and all this shit. Are you voting for Joe Biden? I said, well, what is his policy? Like, he gonna let you know after the, uh, you can go online. I, I went online. I saw the tax plan. I saw this. I saw that. I don't know for black America. What's going on? Oh, we gonna talk about? Oh no, I ain't. Uh oh, till I hear the debate, I'll call you back. Like shit, I don't want to hear that shit. I'm not one of them scared Negroes. I'm me. Shit. I'm, I'm, 
uh, get on the line and try to talk all smart. Oh, well, you know, I went to school and I would. Oh, yeah, you did. You went to school and all that. Okay, yeah. You've been voting for the Democrats this whole time. Uh, so have I and everybody else. And what do we have to show for it? Well, you know, they're trying to combat racism. Well, why the fuck they ain't do it in 60 years then? Well, you know, we're still working on it. Man, I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear it. I'm up Yo, Rob. Yeah. That, to me, speaks to somebody that is, um, I've heard that conversation from a number of different black people. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, right. I know, right. I, like, I, I, I as well. Yeah. I've heard, heard that, that debate. Yeah. And so, whether I agree with it or not, I thought that was a really, a really honest statement. Of how he felt about Black America in politics, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so when you have those things, right, and you have like his level of authenticity, that appeal, like even in, in talking about Joe Biden and, and, and the Democrats, whatnot, I felt a lot of people can look at, can look at it when he's attacking subjects. They're like, yeah, all right, yeah, this dude is speaking my truth. Yeah. Yeah, talk your talk your stuff, right, Kwame. You talk your like, stuff. I, I'm with you. I'm with you, and and I and I think that's what he's seeing. I think he's going into his comments after he posts these videos, and he has a lot of people that are like, "Yo, keep talk going. your shit, Kwame." They're like, they're like "Keep I'm going, with you. keep going, keep going, Kwame." Keep, and he's like, "Okay," and another thing, and another thing, and another thing. <laughs> you know, and his his you know you remember like that Peter Griffin thing. You know what really grinds my gears? Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> grinds my gears. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Peter Griffin, like he got on the news and he was like, yo, he realized, you know, they made him the everyman thing. And so it was like I I, I think that's kind of what, what has happened. And you know That's exactly what is happening right now. Yeah. Exactly. Um so you know, my thought process is, and by the way, you know, like I, I'm not, I don't want to knock on Kwame, but Matt Barnes said something pretty interesting. Okay. He said, yeah, like everybody's giving you the love and the, you know, giving you the look right now. That's cool. You know, but these people are not your friends. Like these people, these voyeurs right here, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're like, uh, uh, they're like vultures and they want to pick on a dead carcass of whatever is popular, mm-hmm. you know, and what he really ha- you have to be careful of is, you know, not getting sucked into the vortex of fame. You know what I mean? And it's weird because he's an NBA player. So he understands what being po- what being known Right, but right. This is a different type of fame. Right. This is a different, it's a different type of fame now. Yeah, this isn't based on your athletic prowess. No, now this is based on just purely your opinion. So, right, I'm sure he is getting calls from major networks to come on their show and ride the wave right now. You're a podcast Everybody or whatever. Wants to ride the wave. Yeah, yeah. You know, we we just want to hear from you. You know, yeah. I, so we talked about like political Twitter because I follow political Twitter. I played that. I mean, that's like a three minute clip. 
and but I just played like forty seconds of it, um, and to the form, I started seeing that clip circulating around a lot of conservative Twitter, and be like, see mm. Democrats, he's not a sheep, and da 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 da, and it was like, and so what I, what I get, you know, I don't say nervous because I'm not, I'm, I'm not getting nervous about the dude like that, but one of the things is just being wary of. Who or what has your best interest? Because these people may try to use your voice for their own, you know what I mean? Their own, like, yep. perspective. Their own rhetoric. Their own their rhetoric. Own, agenda. Yep. Their own agenda. Agenda. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then we get, exactly. Into, we get into a place, because like I said, this is a different type of fame. So Kwame, now he's known for his speaking his mind and being opinion. What I've, even although I have a podcast, what I realize is not everything deserves my opinion because I don't operate in that space like you know effectively right you know what I mean right. so even if I bring a guest on in an area I'll let tend to let the guest talk more often about an area because it's like that's not really my area I'm here to learn getting sucked in though when you have that much accumulation of attention in one form I don't know what that feedback is by the way you can hear from me I'm hearing on my end, yeah, but I don't know what that, I don't know what that feedback is. Um, so, anyway, what as I was saying, the problem is when you get a um, that big a jump in, uh, you know, uh, attention. What happens is you turn to think like I think again. I think this is the human human uh, concept. I think personally. I think you start thinking like, oh, everybody wants to hear what I have to say. And I'm that much more, my, my voice is that much more important. Right. You know what I mean? And then I think yeah. that becomes the danger in that, right? Yeah, exactly. You don't know. And then, like I said, he's getting calls from everywhere and you don't know whose intentions are good, whose intentions are bad. I'm sure if you're getting a call from the media, media heads, a majority of them, the intentions are bad. They're they're They see a golden goose right now. Yeah. They see a golden goose who is number one trending on Twitter and everybody and their mama are listening to them yeah. right now. So how can I get this golden goose in my pen, so to speak, in my in my yard, in my yard? And how can I get it to you know like you said so the republicans how can i get kwame brown they're trying to figure out right now how can i get kwame brown at the next public uh public uh speaking event in south carolina or whatever wherever he is um how can i get him on camera uh actually expressing his distaste for the democratic party mm-hmm. and spinning it to my liking like yeah this is like this is kind of things Kwame has to be weary of in in him going on his social media rant right now. But in his mind, he's just like, I'm just here to clear my name. I don't care what you do with it. I don't care how it's portrayed, but I'm just speaking my truth. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, what we've seen countless times is someone's quote unquote truth can be twisted in in turn into many different forms by other other outside factors. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And but do you think he's even like 
I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I don't know the man, obviously. But do you even think he's thinking on that level? I don't think so. Yeah, I didn't think so. Um, let me ask, so. let me ask you about him him attacking like Charlemagne and and Jamil Hill and all them. What what were your thoughts on that? Just straight bullets. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Look, Charlemagne and Jamil are just commenting and just saying because that's what they do. Uh, they one, one was like the whatever. other. I think Jamil, and I'm not. I don't cap Jamil, but you know, but. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think that Jamil one was quite opinionated herself. Right, but but that, but that she really did just say like, "Yo, Kwame chose violence this week." Right, and, 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 and he just let her have it for what I thought was like an innocent joke. Right, I but again, Kwame discovered Wi-Fi this week, and so he was like, <laughs> "What do you mean that's a reference from Game of Thrones? What <laughs> what game show is that?" <laughs> You know what I mean? Like he doesn't understand the reference, the cultural references like that. He's like, man, I've been in the country hunting, hunting hog, you know, for the last two, last ten years, man. What you mean about a Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones? I don't know about What's no game. game. I played a, I played a real game, NBA. I don't know about no Game of Thrones. Y'all need to, y'all need to stop with the, uh, with the fake games to come with the real game. That's what, that's what Kwame probably would say, right? That's so, what time he was on. That's what time yeah. he was on. He was on that time. So, I, but the thing with. Charlemagne though is that um I thought Charlemagne was kind of being a little shady with this statement his comment. I mean Charlemagne that's what I'm I'm not a fan of Charlemagne real talk. talk. I think he always he has a tendency to kind of call himself riding for you, but he's just kind of riding your coattail and lending Mm -hmm. his slick comments and remarks and getting his Getting his streams up, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't ride for for Charlemagne very much. I used to follow him on on Instagram, but I was like, you know, because I was a fan of the Breakfast Club for a while. I used to right. listen to the Breakfast Club in their interviews, but I saw how Charlemagne was moving, and, and he kind of he kind of shady with it. He was a little he was a little shady with the comments. I mean, he brought up all his history and felt like ain't nobody asked for all that. No, ain't nobody no. asked for all that, man. And, and you know. I just think it was a little bit, ah, it, it was it was a, it was just too, doing too much. But you know, whatever, man. We even have to keep, uh, keep on that same energy. For yeah. speaking on what nobody asked for, why the hell is Bow Wow and Soldier Boy having a versus? <laughs> I didn't ask for that. I didn't ask for that. I feel like, listen, I know this was Rob. We didn't t- plan on talking about this, but I this literally just. I, you know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> <laughs> Soldier Boy and Bow Wow doing a versus Soulja that nobody and, asked for. Nobody asked for Soldier Boy and Bow Wow doing a versus. Nobody. Nobody. I know they asked for damn versus, but I. The people ain't asked for it. Listen, I'm going to be honest. Our verses like this, you know, did they jump the shark on this one? I think they're done. That's I think versus I think I think it's time to sell versus <laughs> sell you had your moment. You had your moment and it's just not it's not working anymore. Listen. It's not that same vigor. It's not that same excitement. But there are, um, there are a lot more artists, but you know what? It's like you know what they what I don't like was happening with versus I all right, yes, Method Man and Red Man, that's cool. 
Raekwon and Ghostface, that's cool. But it's like, you just pulled, and then you had the RZA in early. So I feel like you're like pulling, it's like you're not, it's not really variant anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not really like, I feel like there's a lack of, like, almost like you're running out of, you run out of people. Well, I'll I'll give a quick pass. I think that Timberland and Swiss are they've extended the branch yeah. to countless individuals. Like I think they've extended the branch to the Mary J. Blige's. Yeah. To the a- Chris Browns, to the Drakes. I think they have. Yeah. But the people but I think those artists are just like, nah. I'm straight. I'm straight. And now that the world is opening back up, they're really like, nah, that's okay. That's I'm okay. going back to touring in I, a couple of months. Yeah, I'm setting up a tour. I don't need this anymore. I don't need. I don't need this look. I don't need. Yeah. I don't need this look yeah. anymore. You know, um, that's actually fair. That's a fair statement because I, I listen because there's, there's tons of artists, bro. There's tons of. Oh, it is. Like. I want to. I want a Tony Braxton. But everybody's not going to say yes. I mean, why is Tony Bra- like? Do you think Tony Braxton said no? I think Tony Braxton said no. I think Tony has been asked multiple times Jesus. against different different competitors, and I think she said no. Um, I think there are certain rappers that said okay. I th- wasn't there for a time we were trying to get a Ti and Fifty Cent yeah battle, and I could see certain rappers being like. Oh, I don't want to lose. Or well, I don't I don't want it to come off that I lost. That doesn't help so, me. That doesn't help me. It yeah. doesn't help my brand. So no, I'm not gonna do it, Tim. Right. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm you know, I'm not gonna shell my sell myself short. So yeah. I know they called I know they called Mariah Carey. They had to. I, I bet they had to. They had to call Mariah Carey. Mariah was like, <laughs> Pass. <laughs> Mariah probably put him. You know who like, would Mariah no. go against though? It had to be a different style because there was no. There's only one Mariah. Can we do a Mariah versus Mary J? We could do a Mariah versus Mary J. They're both. They're both queens in Ooh. their in their own lane. Ooh, we could do a Mariah versus Mary. But Mary they J. also have kind of. They ca- both came up in the hip in the in the hip. 90s hip hop culture Listen, as well. Mariah fucked with 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 rappers, bro. Yeah, she do. Heavy. She do. Heavy. Heavy. Yeah. You know. Um and I think and I and and I know I'm not that wise that I'm the first person to think of this. I'm sure Timbo and Swiss or somebody on their team thought of this already. Mm. And both both uh ladies were like mm, hard pass. I'm straight. So, Mariah and Mary. My mind is wondering with like the possibility. Who do you think wins that? I already know who I would who I would choose. I already know who I would choose, bro. I would choose Mary. Oh, you got me. I would choose Mary. I would choose Mary. I would choose Mary as well, bro. There's. Although, I I although Mariah got things. although Mariah got twenty twenty. Twenty eth like she got twenty hits, period. For sure, for sure. But it's ah uh, man, I Mary Mary, her her hits hit a little harder. They hit different, bro. 
they hit different because Mary's Mary's claim to fame is the emotion that she invoked in you yeah. and the feelings that she hit with you. Yeah. Mariah's more to me. Mariah's always been more about she can really sing like vocally. No, she's a five octave singer. Like it's like, a five octave singer. Yeah, but the content in her songs. I, I think about more, uh, as we're talking, I'm thinking about more Mary J songs than I'm thinking I mean, about Mariah. Mariah, were, she was a pop star. Yeah. She's a pop star. Yeah. That's, that's fine. And it's fine. She was she was excellent in that role. She's eternal. You know what I mean? I just, for sure. me, I, what I loved about Mary, Mary got, she got slow bumps. She got mid-tempo bumps. And then she got like, you know, get up on the dance floor, you know. In this dancery. In the dancery. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's get it, you know, let's get it. <laughs> listen, listen, Mary, Mary got, she got levels, bro. Yeah, she do. Yeah, she do. You know, it it's, and not saying they're the same artist, but it's like, like Jay would be a hard matchup for people. LL Cool J would be a hard matchup for people. He really would. He really would, cause cause LL, he he can he can hit you with that with the street bangers, yeah. But then he gonna hit you with them with the lady joints, yeah. That, come on, that hey lover, yeah. With, come on, with, with boys and men, that's an automatic dub. Or like, <laughs> or who do you love? Who do you love? Come on, you man. Know? Or a roundaway girl. But then he gonna <laughs> come with mama said knock you out, right? You know what I mean? Like, who, like, what are you gonna do when he play? I'm bad. Yo, have you, ever, right. have you ever? Yo, yo, for everybody who like works out, put on I'm bad when you're working out, bro. It still goes hard. That shit. Push. That shit still Heck goes yeah. hard, bro. <laughs> like, Heck yeah. That, uh, Heck do me yeah. a favor when you next time you work out, play LL Cool J in the middle of your workout. When you're in the middle of your mid session, not not in the beginning. Like when you're in the middle and you're trying to push through. Or the end, put that on, bro. That thing will have you like, like. Let me put put another plate on there. You know what I mean? There you go. <laughs> Yo, remember like they had um when they did the the uh, Michael Jordan um the the documentary last last summer. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, um, yeah, and they played on bad during one one of them scenarios. That shit went hard. That shit went <laughs> hard, bro. <laughs> It sure was. It sure was. Yeah. So, um, who did? Yeah, who, who I, think, I think Swiss and Tim have asked a lot of these people, but I think now and then and then the the appeal of it is. I mean, if we compare it to the stock market, it's falling. Is it though? Because it got a lot of not. Yes. Well, it depends on the artist. I wasn't okay. With um, Earth Wind and SWV and um, I'm not, Escape. I'm not talking about them because that was kind of that was not a that was not a great one. That's where we're at. That's where the stock is at right now. Right, but but before that, it was Earth Wind and Fire and um, and Isley Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. That was still a high. That pl- was fire. That was fire. And then it's like to follow that up with, you know, Escape. And you know, I just was like, okay. And SWV, though, though I love those artists, but it's not the same tenor of group, right? No. You know, so let me ask you: Simply like, going to hypotheticals, LL Cool J versus who? Busta Rhymes. I like that. 
I'll be good. LL versus Busta. LL Busta. Who'd you take on that one? My personal bias yeah. is Busta. Mm-hmm. Is my personal bias, but I think LL will take him. Yeah. If I was if I was to be subjective, LL has a better twenty than Busta does. LL has a better twenty. If I were to be subjective, I don't know. I think Busta, Busta got a lot of. I love I love um, LL, but Busta. Bust is sneaky because he got leaders of listen. He got some stuff with with tribe. I mean, you got to be careful. Yeah, he's got the scenario and listen. You got to be careful. He got the slow joint. He got the make your body wet with Janet Jackson to slow it down. He doesn't have does he? He doesn't have a lot of well. No, give it to me, baby. If you give it to me, yeah. Dang, damn, Buster. Buster, I'm telling you, he might sneak you. That's a good one. He might That's sneak a good you. One. You know, um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, your niche will be like, yeah, LL got it, but I don't think Busta. That's a good matchup. I think that's one worth again. Oh, man, man, I would really love to hear that matchup now. You're right. I, you're right. You're right. I'll backtrack. I would sit down on a Saturday night and listen to LL versus Busta. Yes. Yes. I would not go out that night. You're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. What about who? Who could Tony Braxton go against? That's. That, I mean, Shade. Yeah. Eh. What'd she do it though? I'm sorry. That sounds like a, a sleep a snooze fest. Personally. Are you kidding? You, uh, really? <laughs> Tony Braxton versus Shade. I'm just talking about. Oh, you know who Tony? You know who Tony can go against? The Anita Baker. I know this. I know Anita, this, I a know. lot of people would just take Anita off the jump on that one. I Tony got what do you? Tony got twenty, bro. Tony got James. Don't get me wrong. I, I mean, personally, I probably know more Tony songs than Anita Baker songs, but I know the Anita Hive is <laughs> is ridiculous. That would be a good one, though. Tony versus Nita, and I, I listen. Nita played in my played uh, not played at my wedding, but I, you know, um, yeah. she was a wed- it was my wedding song. Um, all right, I'm gonna give you another one. Okay. En Vogue versus TLC. TLC. Really? TLC. Really? Yeah. Twenty. Twenty. En Vogue got twenty, bro. And Vogue got 20. TLC's 20 or better. In Vogue. In Vogue got, and, and Dawn went off. Top, Dawn, I'm sorry, Dawn went off a with, fall off after the top 10 from In Vogue to me. Yeah, but Dawn also went on to with Lucy Pearl, so they have that own, that she has her own, she could bring Oh, that. we're going to play that. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. We're, that, all right. I see where you're, you're going to play it. Okay. Okay. Um, but you know what? TLC no, got but it. if we're gonna do that, TLC, TLC was T Boz was featured on a lot of yeah. good hip hop tracks. Yeah, too. TLC got it. TLC, got yeah, it. That, yeah. The- TLC, man. I mean, that crazy, sexy, cool album. That's about seven cuts off off break. Fan mail got, got about four or five of them. Yeah, you know. Uh, okay, so speaking yep. speaking of TLC, 
upon reflection, I actually was a scrub. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> no, listen. I look. I I was sensitive back then. I was like, man, you know, man, the hell was scrub. But then I, you know, I was a grown man now. I'm looking back at it. I'm like, I kind of checked off some of them boxes. I was like, I was hanging out at the pasture side with my best friend's rod. <laughs> trying to holler at it. <laughs> I was doing that. I was I was literally doing that. I <laughs> But wait, you were like how old then? I mean It doesn't matter. I was literally it does I was in college. They were, they were singing about grown men. I that was in, I was in college. I mean I could have I could have fought in wars by the time that song came out. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been it doesn't matter if I was that was nineteen. It didn't matter. <laughs> okay. All right, I was hanging out the pasture side. My best friend Rachana hollering at. Yes, I would have been hollering at Chili. I would. Yeah, have but you were a college student with no income. I just, mean, I'm just saying. I understood. I'm like, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I was like, I understand. Now, what was the class of women that you were trying to holler at it, at that time? I held no discrimination. I was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm just thinking back for me. I stayed within my weight, my weight class. <laughs> well, listen, I'm five. I wasn't a featherweight trying to go after heavyweights. Well, listen, I'm five foot four, hundred at the time, hundred and pounds. I was fighting everybody. I was moving up the weight class like Pacquiao, baby. I was moving up the weight classes. I didn't care. I was going. <laughs> anybody can get it, man. <laughs> I didn't care. I was jumping weight class trying to claim belts. Sometimes I got knocked on my ass. A lot of times I wasn't successful, but you wouldn't know I wasn't a fighter. I'm, I may go up in one weight class, but, you know, just to test the waters and just go up in one weight class to see see where my skill level was at. But, nah, I never I never tested two weight classes or higher. I, listen, I, yeah, I, I, I kind of stayed not too far out of my lane on that one. Listen, if you were tall, if you were rich, you know, you, you got a sales pitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I had no shame, bro. I had no shame. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. But um, so TLC, you're versus, right. Okay, Invo. Yeah, we, yeah, 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 yeah. But you're right, Soldier Boy and no, that's not a battle. That's, no, that's not. That's, get it. I'm not canceling Saturday night plans for them. No. And that's what in 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 all reality, I think that's the question that versus has to ask themselves now. Are people willing to stay home on Saturday night? And Will watch this? people are they willing to stay home on Saturday night to watch this? Well, I'm going to answer that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of us ain't got shit to do because we ain't. I ain't out. Uh, listen, I went to an event this Saturday, and you know, got all dressed up, and you can tell I'm old. We're so old. That it was me and my wife were excited to go hang out. Like now, when you were in the streets, that was every weekend. It wasn't a big big deal. I don't got shit planned on Saturday nights a lot anymore. Yeah, but but you're also coming off a pandemic. A whole pan panini. Yeah, you're right. You're coming off the panini, so you're even more. Everyone's even more excited to just be around people. Um. No, I mean, were there masks? Was everyone wearing masks at the gala? Uh, we were supposed to, 
But after a okay. couple, after a couple but drinks, yeah. after a couple, after a couple of drinks, everybody's like, ain't nobody wearing no mask. Nobody no knows. Listen, <laughs> listen, we were DeSantis would have been proud. <laughs> Ron DeSantis would have been like, we should. He probably should. He probably recorded our shit. Like, I'm going to use this on my campaign video. The Negros, mm-hmm. the Negros don't even care about masks anymore. That's what he's probably going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're so we're outside now. We're just happy to be outside around. People that don't live in our houses, in our homes anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. And so, yeah, we, my wife and I, we get excited. We're, we, I mean, we out here in these Charlotte streets. Yeah. We, we're like every weekend, like, where can we go next? Yeah. Where can we go next? Like, we're meeting new people now and hanging out with other couples and everything. So, this is a complete 180 because I know, I know Ashley was in the house. You were more. Oh, you were more out the house. Yeah, Ashley. I think one time she referenced that she was like, she. I mean, or maybe you referenced. I don't know. Saying that she ain't never come out the house, or like she had been stuck in the house, and um, like you were getting a gro- like she wasn't even getting groceries at one point. There was a yeah. There was a point at the peak of the panini when she was literally like not going outside of the house. Like I had to tell her, yo, you need to like go outside and at least walk around the neighborhood or something. Like yeah. do something. I, I was and you know I was like, hey, I you know as the man of the house, I'll take the fall if I get if I get the panini. I think I can handle it. So right. you know right. I was the one that went out and. Got the groceries and put gas in the car and everything and and did what I had to do. So, but yeah, so she's oh yeah, wife wifey, she's out here, she's ready. Yeah, she's <laughs> in, the, in them streets now. You know? Oh yeah, them streets alive. Them streets are popping now. Yeah, traffic is back. All <laughs> that, all that good stuff. Yeah. Do you do you do you want to go back in the office or you like working from home? So funny you mention that. I. There's good and there's bad. There's give and take in both scenarios. Um, You and I have talked like now my routine is I take my son to school and then I immediately go to the gym as soon as I drop my son off from school. And then I'm back home by nine o'clock to start my work day. Yeah. And I like that routine. Now, at the same time, I miss social interaction and just being around people yeah. i'm the type that i just like being in the presence of people because i love observing people i love striking up casual conversations with people yeah um so yes from that point i do miss it um i would be very happy with a hybrid or blended schedule so uh three days a week in the office two days a week work from home yeah so First of all, again, just want to talk, uh, shout out to the Orange County Bar Gala that we were at. But it was very palatable to, to what your point was, that everybody just wanted to converse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody was, like, so engaged and be like, they were like, you can tell um, they were really interested in just social interaction. You know what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. like, I get that. Like, it was like, it was almost like, it, for me, it was like I for- forgot what mingling felt like. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I was mingling um, to such an extent, you know, and so, I mean, I loved it, man. I loved it, and I can tell I missed it, you know. Um, yeah. You know, but it, it, I, I read. She's dreading going back to the office. 
Oh, okay. She's got a whole okay. scenario now. She she's got a whole scenario where she loves being home and working. There you go. And I get it. I get it. For some people, you know what? If working, if they could work remote for the rest of their days, they would be perfectly fine with that. I, I mean, she I'm had just a, built a little different. I'm she, just the type that, like you, I like the social interaction. I like the the banter. The the you know um. I like riding the train into work. I ride the train into work and observing the various types of people that you see on a, on a public transportation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, that stuff, that kind of stuff like appeals to me and feeds, feeds me. Mm-hmm. Um, Ivy just hates the, the commute. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. She hates the commute, you know? Um, so anyway, all right, we're going to end up on some NBA. All right. Uh, because I know we said we're going to start off an NBA. It's going to be an NBA podcast. Start with Kwame Brown. And, you know, I, I really want to talk about the Lakers. I hate the fucking Lakers, by the way. But I love LeBron. Right. I'm a, I'm a Sacramento Kings fan. Shout out to the, the poor franchise. Like, we are mm. poverty personified. Um, you know. I don't even. They're depressing. The Kings are depressing. So, but I just want to give that. I want to give that background to where where I'm at with the Lakers. Um, you think the Lakers repeat? No. All right. The Lakers do not repeat. I agree. I agree. They don't repeat because there's too many new faces, and there was too much time missed by all key players on that roster. And they in the re and let's be honest, they did not have any time to recover in jail as a team. Yeah. And I don't think I know it's LeBron. And let's with all this being said, I'm not betting physically betting against LeBron. Right. But mentally, I'm not picking them to repeat this year. I, I'm not doing it. Um, I think they look older. They haven't gelled as well as they were last year in the bubble. Yeah. And they just, they, they're still hurt. Let's just keep it a buck. LeBron is still hurt. That ankle still hurts. Mm-hmm. And AD is still ailing and he has his continuous ailments. And so that team is just not as unified and as strong yeah. as they were in the bubble last year. Yeah. I agree. I, you know, it's it's um, they're playing against a team in Phoenix that has played together consistently all year, and so they know each other's um, sound. And I, yep. I think I told you offline. I said I, I I like everything to rhythm, and when a team is playing off rhythm or playing in rhythm, you can tell it's like a great jazz band, you know. And they understand each other's where the strong point. They know how to come in. It's like they 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 you can tell they have. They've practiced together, you know. Right. They've played concerts together, so now when they're in the pressure cooker, they know each other's instinctual sound. LeBron and them, they know, they know when Phoenix knows who who to take the lead. Right. They have clear defined. One of the most important things about making a playoff run, everyone on the team knowing their clear defined role and where they fit in the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Booker is our closer. 
Booker is our is our is our gunner and our shooter. Yeah. Chris Paul is our leader. He's yeah. the one that he's he's the one that has actually the keys to the car and makes this engine go. DeAndre Ayton is our defensive wall. He's who we lean on to make sure that the other team opposing team doesn't take just drive in the lane or in this case AD is one of their best is our opponents one of their best players we need to neutralize him which he did in game 1 tonight well you know i've always been a fan of his Aiden is like i think he's going to win defensive player of the year um I, at some point, at some point, at not, some point this not, not this not year, this but year. at some point in his career, he's a very heady. Mm-hmm. He has a high ba- basketball IQ, and if you have ever take a chance to, you know, be like Kwame, discover this thing called YouTube, and then YouTube, you know, DeAndre Ayton, <laughs> defensive breaking down film, <laughs> defensive film. I, it's like it's a fascinating watch. Um, so yeah, I don't, I just don't see, and then you know, the Chris Paul factor. I think you talked about it, right? How many guys in the NBA? What did you call him, Rob? Like change they can like you know match lebron game changers, game changers. Yeah. yeah so there's only a few guys in the nba that are actually like true number one game changers that can match what lebron does for his team and these guys can take m- multiple rosters and just elevate them. These guys just elevate their roster and has that clutch gene that, and they just send their team and they make their team overachieve. Let's say that mm-hmm. they make their team overachieve. Um, here we go. LeBron. Um, Kawhi Leonard. When, when he's locked in, when Kawhi is locked in, he has proven to be that guy. Steph Curry with a with a strong supporting cast has proven um and even uh Kevin Durant to some extent while some may argue Kevin Durant had to kind of mm, I'll kind of leave him on the on the fringe. I'm not sure where I want to put Kevin Durant on that. Um he's, he's, I would Chris put him Paul up there. Is, you feel confident about KD? Yeah. Being on that list? He changes he changed he can I mean, I think he changes courses, uh, franchise course. Yeah, yeah, game, yeah, he does. He does. All right, yep. Um, Chris Paul is on that list. Say what you want about Chris Paul. I know he hasn't made it to a finals, but the records have shown he improves his teams and he has the teams that he's been on. He makes them overachieve. Mm-hmm. Phoenix did not make the playoffs last year. And here they are, number two seed. 51 games. Won 51 games in a 72-game ga- um, season. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And, and that whole roster, majority of that roster was there last year. I mean, honestly, it's just about, yeah, it's Chris Paul's maturity. has, has yep. Um, yep, I agree with that. Chris Paul and was Jay Crowder there last year? I'm not sure. I don't think so. I don't think Jay Crowder was Chris Paul and Jay Crowder, two veterans joined that team. And now you match two wily veterans that have been around the block that know what it takes to win in playoff time. And now you match them with a bunch of young guns. 
Lakers better be careful. Yeah, I don't see the Lakers. Um, even that hard foul he took, like, um, I, I it's like I just feel like LeBron is kind of his age is kind of showing a little bit, right? It's it's, it's funny, right? Like he's proven us wrong so many times. So I even heard it, and when you just said it, like the hesitation in your voice, yeah, even just saying that. Like we never because he's proven us wrong so many times about he's he's fought farther times so hard. But you wonder when is that moment when father time finally wins? Mm-hmm. Father time LeBron James. Yeah. Um, and you wonder if this is the moment that father time finally gets him. Well, if father time gets him, it's because he hasn't had ch- a chance to really match with his new team because there's a lot of new players on that team correct you know that's correct. why you know um but father time got him but but it's because father time got him yeah with a 30 game ankle injury right all right so who comes out the west then <sighs> that's tough if phoenix gets past lakers just go ahead and mark me down for phoenix over the jazz yep you like, yep. the, you, like the more, the jazz. you like them more than the Jazz. I, I don't like teams. I've never liked them. I've never picked teams who rely solely on a three point ball. I know exactly. I know why you pick you. You like Phoenix more because they yep. can, they can score in three levels. There, you got it. Yeah, you got it. I know the way. You if think. you look at the previous champions, Lakers, yeah. Toronto, Golden State, they all can score on three levels. They can score from at the bucket, they can hit the from three-point land. But the thing that a lot of teams miss and have completely forgot about is the mid-range game. Yeah, and Devin Booker is really good at the mid-range. Great at the mid-range. And Chris Paul will give you that mid-range as well. Yeah. All right, so what about um, you don't like – you ain't rocking with the Clippers? Clip, clip's going to clip. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. All right, Um I mean, I mean, we don't have to talk about Portland and Denver and all that. Um, New York is ended. Oh, oh go, going back, another guy that I think is the next one to really be that um, to uplift their team, Luca. Well, yeah, I mean, we, it's the sore subject here with the Luca thing. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but it needs to be said. Listen, I know. I, <laughs> we're not gonna, we're not gonna bore your fans with with the the Luca. Could have gone to Sacramento, yeah, but Lucas. yeah, we'll keep it moving. Luke is a tough subject for me. I, I Lucas, Lucas, the woman, Lucas, the woman I should have married. Mm. <laughs> and you see how, like, Lucas, the woman you you should have married, and she's like, she's rich and famous, and you know, thriving, thriving, <laughs> you know, and and then they ask her, they ask her like on TV, how, Luca, how come you're single? Well, I like this one guy, but he just he. You know, he went in a he different. Didn't he didn't want me. He went in a different direction, <laughs> and here you are sitting, you know, in your house, in your apartment, <laughs> sitting in your apartment with a woman, <laughs> with a woman you don't love, <laughs> and eight kids, and a busted down Pinto. <laughs> You'd be like, "What did I do? <laughs> what did I do?" And I'm getting fired tomorrow, and we're broke. <laughs> 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 oh man! So that's that's the look of it. All right, East, East. Yo, so trade is Ice Trey hit the game winner. Yeah. 
He just hit a game winner while we were recording this podcast. Ice Trey hit the game winner. Just hit a game winner in Madison Square Garden. And, and if that is the moment that not every kid, let me tell you something. Every child has yep. ha- thought about having that moment at Madison Square Garden or in Lakers in the forum at the Lakers. Like just one of them big stages, game game winning shot. You know what I mean? Like that is a dream come true. And and the reality is I'm not a Knicks fan, but I can admit the NBA is better when New York Knicks are relevant. It is. It, it is. is. It is. It's a more interesting There's conversation. Nothing like Madison Square Garden in the Knicks and With their Sp- crazy fans and, and Spike, Spike Lee. Lee jumping up and down. Yeah. And it's just it just it's an it's a aura yeah. that comes with the Knicks being relevant. Yeah. So just the fact that we have a playoff game in May and Trey Young even had the opportunity yeah. to hit a game winner in and Madison in Square Garden. Lee. That's fun to see, man. In front of Spike Lee. That's dope. <laughs> right. That's, That's dope. dope. That's dope, bro. That's dope. I'm not going to sit there in front. That's dope, bro. Yeah. You know. Uh, they still gonna get their heads kicked in by Brooklyn. Oh, for sure. Wait, no, Brooklyn doesn't play them. Wouldn't play them. No, actually, Philly. Philly would play the winner Philly, of this yeah, series. Philly would play yep. that. Yeah, winning that series. They still get yep. their head kicked in by Philly. That's assuming that Washington don't don't pull out the upset. Listen, I'm I'm proud of my Wizards. We, I just want to see my Wizards compete. I know we're I know we're not gonna we're not picked to be the upset here, but I want to see my Wizards compete. We competed. We made them fight. If we end up in a four-two series, I'd be like, you know what? I'm cool with that. Okay, you know I spoke to uh, shout out to my our boy, my boy Laron, who's gonna be on it. Um, I saw him last night. We talked extensively about your team. I'm not gonna say what we talked about because you know it's. I can check you offline about that because he is a scout. Okay. For, he's a scout for the Wizards, but it was actually an interesting conversation. Um, you know, he said, "Don't quote me on your podcast while we're in the playoffs." My French, <laughs> my franchise won't appreciate that. And I was like, "That's we'll, 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 yeah, we'll talk offline." Yeah, we'll talk <laughs> offline. But um, it was actually a pretty interesting conversation. So, all right, so who do you think comes out the East, and we'll end it on that. So I'm gonna pick Philly. I'm going to pick Philly. I think that Brooklyn and Milwaukee beat up on each other mm-hmm. with Brooklyn winning because I still don't trust Giannis because he doesn't have a mid-range game and he misses free throws. Yeah. Simple as that. I, I love the addition of Drew Holiday. I think Chris Middleton, he's already hit a big shot in game one. I think Chris Middleton, I've always been a fan of his. But your number one player still can't hit a mid-range jumper and he still can't hit his free throws in, in clutch. You can't depend on him in clutch moments. So I'm picking Brooklyn versus Milwaukee. Um, if Milwaukee gets by Miami. Some people got Miami beating Milwaukee. Uh, Jimmy's games. Jimmy's locked in. Jimmy is locked in. Bam is locked in. But they had a they didn't have a great game starting out. They didn't. Yeah. 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 But I think that's a I think that's still at least a six or seven game series. Yeah. Between uh, the Bucks and Heat. Yeah. Um, so I pick Philly over Brooklyn. I think Philly has the bodies 
in the shooters. And they have a great equalizer by the name of Joel Embiid that Brooklyn has absolutely nothing for. Okay. Again, I have com- I after talking with Laron, I have some com- some thoughts about Philly, but I'm not going to put that on air because okay. I just okay, you know. <laughs> um, this ain't fair. You got insider info. It's, this ain't it's, fair. It's what it is, bro. <laughs> I just want to respect it because I could. It is the thing. I could. I was about to like parlay it, like it was like my own opinion, and I was like, no, nah, I'm not even going front. <laughs> We had, yeah. Thank I was you. like, I'm not even go front. This is not that was, you know, my thoughts have changed on on um on uh Philly. But yo, check this out, bro. Um, you know, I appreciate you doing on this pod, this pod man. You know, and you know, yeah, we, you know, this is on on a whim. This pod was on literally a whim. on a whim. And here's the thing: I I did this purposely because again, last week was a was a really challenging subject, and. I want to create a balance here. Um, so I know I've been doing a lot of heavy subjects the last several weeks. And so, you know, for those who listen and love the podcast, um, not every week's going to be the same thing. Not every week's going to be like, it's going to be interesting subjects and some are just going to be us just, you know, catching up and figuring and catching the vibe. So I hope you all appreciate this pod. Um, you know, thanks for everybody for like continually supporting us. And, you know, with that being said, you know, we are going to ride out.